Journey to Real Vision, Know Your Worth series, podcast number 108. This is May, 2023. Episode is Understanding Purpose, Value, and Opportunity in Your Career. Are you thriving or surviving? Welcome. This is going to be a fantastic podcast today. I'm so happy to be joined by Lynn and Renee, who I'm going to introduce in a couple of minutes. But I'm going to break down what we're going to talk about today. There's three areas. Everybody knows I always do three areas. The first is career track and understanding your purpose, career investment and understanding value. And then the third area is career development and understanding opportunity. And they're all going to blend well. And then we're going to probably go back and forth in between each one. But there's just so much value. I mean, combined with all three of us, we're looking at what, 70, 80 years experience? (laughs) Who's counting? (laughs) Who's counting, right? April podcast was the same way. It was like 70, 80 years combined experience, which is just amazing. But I also wanted to announce really quickly there's going to be a second Journey to Real Vision podcast launching next month. It's called Bridging the Gap. And a lot of you know, I just launched Discovery X and it's really about understanding how to train your brain to intentionally create the life you desire. So we're going to talk about moving from an old personality to creating a new one. So it's going to be very exciting. So stay tuned. I wanted to just announce that in the very beginning. So Let's get started. We've got so much to talk about. I know that we're just an hour is just not enough time to cover everything. So let's start with you, Lynn. Hello, everybody. I mean, you're wonderful. I love you. I see you on LinkedIn all the time. It's how we met. So tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, what you do and how you're so fabulous. And Well, it's great to have a fan in you, Chris. So thank you so much for the invitation. My name is Lynn Hazen. I'm an executive recruiter and passionate about the recruiting process. What makes me different as a recruiter is that I am the relationship recruiter and the storytelling recruiter. And I combine those two aspects to really make a difference on behalf of the clients I recruit for and the talent I represent. We are passionately committed to working with superb talent. And in this day of all these automation and tools that are being used to recruit talent, I'm firmly invested in the art and science, yes, of working with great talent. And why I do that is the more I know my great talent, their skills and expertise, and what I do is I call it, I dig deep. I literally have a shovel right here with me to get to know (laughs) my clients, their personalities, their culture, who's going to be the best fit for what their needs are, and finding the candidates. And when I do that with the candidates, I also dig deep with them because more often than not, candidates are too close to their own experience. So Mm -hmm. when I interview them, I I use the questions, who, what, when, where, why, and then the how to get to know what makes them tick. What are you passionate about? And more often than not, the candidates don't even realize that about themselves. Mm -hmm. And as I work with them to bring out their superpowers, they go, oh, How about that? And I help them polish their resumes, their six word story. I use a lot of uh, personality assessments so that the candidate knows who he is, who she is, and will shine not only in the interview and be an asset to the firm that is going to be hiring them. And that's what I love about being in touch with clients and candidates over the years. One of my favorite stories is a candidate who I placed recently, and she said, Lynn, It took you 25 years to place me. And I said, yes, 
You were at the right place at the right time. <laughs> and that's what made a difference. I also love working with my interns and I can talk about that later. Fantastic. And welcome. I love when you said storytelling recruiter. That is, I want to definitely jump into that because I've never heard that term and I love it because what do we do? We, we buy the stories we tell ourselves and, you know, and how it presents out, like when you're interviewing or, or meeting with employer. So welcome. I'm excited. And then Renee. So before the podcast started, I said to Renee, okay, I got to make sure I pronounce your name correctly. And um, I did. So I'm excited. So I have two podcasts in a row where I'm like pronouncing names correctly. So Renee Reich. So uh, she's nodding her head. I love it. So Renee, welcome and let us know about you. And I'm excited about the launch of your new magazine, by the way. I can't wait to hear about that. I mean, so super proud. It looks wonderful. And everybody listening, you definitely have to follow both Lynn and Renee um, if you're on LinkedIn. But Renee, welcome. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share our voices together. And you you talk about storytelling. So what a segue to speak with me, because Mm -hmm. that's what my whole journey has been about and why I do what I do. You know, the who, what, where, when, how, and why, Lynn, that's, this is what Mm -hmm. it is about. And it's based on my own experience along my journey and how I am now able to serve people across the world with that. And it was in corporate America Mm. where I actually got the, um, you know, the big nudge while I was in that corporate space for over 25 years with one company. And in 2013, I ended up losing my voice to a very painful illness called viral pharyngitis. It was an infection that took hold of my vocal cords and it impaired them where I could no longer speak. And not only did I not have a voice, I was told I was so contagious that I was no longer allowed to be with the public. So it was the pain of the, you know, the the vocal cords, like being on fire for lack of a better term, like razor blade pain, you know, it is just on fire and uh, being isolated from the entire world and told you, you know, you're so contagious, you can't be out there. I'm like, like I was like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't even say, oh my gosh. It was like, I had this voice left while I was laying in the ER and asking if I was contagious. And to hear that, it was like a, you know, I wrote in my book, like a jail cell, you know, slamming down mm-hmm. on my world. And I didn't know what was going to happen. What I learned is that whatever faith you believe, whatever, you know, God, source, universe, that when you are brought to something and through something so painful, where you don't even know the why anymore. Mm -hmm. Why did this happen? How did this happen? You don't know. But you know there's a greater purpose than self. Mm -hmm. And that is to serve a greater good. And in this light, that is why I'm doing what I I do. I released a book called Finding Your Voice, Unlock Your Chains, and Unleash Your Greatness, February 3rd of 2020. And, you know, ironically, and nothing is, as we're doing this podcast, I looked online yesterday on Amazon and my book was a bestseller again. Wow. And Fantastic. Yeah, it was number 26 in one category, number 97 in another, but it's got to be in the top 100 to be a bestseller. And, and it is still doing well because it is serving mm-hmm. people around the world. It's like a workbook book. It's only 83 pages. So people that are not big readers, this is a great book for you. 
because after each chapter, which is only a couple of pages, I have takeaway sections and I ask questions to the reader because it's my way of holding their hand in the journey of finding their own voice. And finding your voice isn't that you had to lose it physically mm-hmm. like I did or painfully right. like I did, but where in your life do you feel you've lost your voice mm-hmm. in a relationship, at your job, you know, somewhere in your world for not speaking up or speaking your truth that you have held yourself hostage and your voice and just doing the people pleasing thing and going along life. This is what people expect me to do. I'm going to be the good person and do what I'm expected to do and not make waves. And, you know, that actually comes back somewhere in your life where you're not speaking up, whether it's, you know, an anger or frustration or you're um, getting triggered in some way or you're somewhere you're not living your truth or your purpose. And this is why I, I created what's called the voice blueprint. It takes my clients from vulnerability to empowerment. It's an acronym, V-O-I-C-E along that journey of finding their voice. And it's a blueprint. Why do I call it a voice blueprint? Because we are all born with our own individual blueprint in this world, in this Mm -hmm. life. And it is in that light that we get to create your, your blueprint together in the voice journey. So it's really powerful. It's impactful. It is doing amazing. My clients are doing incredible with it because they get that individualized and personalized and unique program for them. It's not cookie cutter because neither are we. Right. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And thank you for sharing that because um, you and I talked before. And when you told me your story, I was like, you know, it's, it's inspirational. It empowers you to realize, you know what, this is leading us into our first section, which is finding our purpose, understanding our purpose is, you know, what happens in life? Most people wait until there's a trauma or a hardship or a crisis before they change something in their life or realize they're going down the wrong path. The wrong path could be career. It could be personal life. It could be, you know, obviously a combination. We spend most of our time at work. That's where we are the majority of the day. Um, I said this last month in a podcast, and I want to kind of reiterate this is such an important point about understanding purpose is last month I had a client who was, had gotten laid off. You know, we've, we're seeing all these layoffs. They're still happening, which is really heartbreaking to see so many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people without jobs. But she said to me how miserable she was. And we talked about now she's, you know, she's in her late fifties finding her purpose. It's you're never too old. It's never too late. You can always find your purpose. But she told me she was miserable. So I said for five days a week, you were unhappy and you were only happy two days a week. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, I never even thought about that. So for anybody listening, realize that if you're not where you are meant to be, find your purpose, find what you're passionate about, do something you love, you know, what brings you fulfillment, you know, and this is what's going to lead us into, you know, you Lynn, um, as a recruiter and Renee more as the coaching side And we're going to start with you, Lynn. You know, how do you help somebody really understand their purpose and and make them realize, you know what, you should be doing a job or working towards a career that you love, that's fulfilling, that's serving, like Renee said? It's a great question because everybody has aspects of 
who they are, what their core is, what makes them happy, what gets them out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. to say, yes, I want to go to work and make a difference. And part of it is I can also say from my own experience that I made a career change and I used to work in the not-for-profit and then I decided to leave. And in that year in transition, I was literally reinventing myself and saying, what can I do to create demand for my talent? And mm-hmm. I fell into recruiting. That was 38 years ago. And I started my own firm 23 years ago when I had a vision of what I could do as a recruiter and use the core philosophy, my values, confidentiality, best in class talent, diverse workforce, integrity and uh, responsibility, commitment to excellence and being the relationship recruiter. I combine all of those aspects of who I am to have that personal relationship with my candidates. And I do a lot of personality assessment tests with my candidates to ask them, who are you and where are your strengths and competencies so that no matter what you do in life, you'll be living up to your core strengths. Because if you go from your core strengths, it's all about building from what you're naturally good at and motivated to keep Mm -hmm. learning and growing. And the world has fundamentally changed. There's a very interesting concept. I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, but after every pandemic, there is a renaissance. And if you go back through history, you will see that pattern emerge in terms of how people reinvent themselves, Mm -hmm. how companies, how countries do that. And so here's an opportunity for candidates, no matter where they are in their careers, to light that fire under them to say, I'm really good at this, I'm good at analytics, or I'm good at problem solving, I love creating, I love uh, doing graphics, and I'll, or maybe I'm a candidate with a lot of skill sets under multiple hats. Right. How you package yourself and promote and brand your talent and find the kinds of opportunities that are a good fit, that's where we come in together. Because I work with the candidates one-on-one to say, these are your core strengths and competencies, and I have a job for you. And more often than not, the candidates don't see that about themselves. So I help them harness their capabilities and showcase how they can communicate their strengths, both in writing and in story. And I'm so glad you brought up about storytelling, because part of the resume is to tell your story and highlight your accomplishments, Mm. quantify, qualify, because you have to make it sticky in the brain. When you are using your brain and your heart to communicate your story, then people will remember you. If you just use analytics, it's not going to be significant because they're just numbers. And I'll tell you, I have heard some stories only once, and I can repeat them verbatim because they made such an impact on me. And the same thing goes with my candidates, because when they tell me their stories, I go, oh, I like it. I love it. Showcase that on your resume, highlight that, put a a PowerPoint together about these things, add value to where you will make a difference for the company. I call that surprise and delight. And when candidates interview, here's one of my tricks. I call it the wow project. Mm. Because when you're interviewing, whether it's online or in person, if you have the interviewer's attention and say, I'm really interested in this position. I have some ideas that I'd like to share with you. And then you give a document. It could be a PowerPoint. It could be anything, literally. And all of a sudden, 
the interviewer looks at you with, oh, I want to hear more. And then you have that person's interest and you separate yourself from the competition because it is a competitive job market right now. So the candidates who can add that kind of value will always be in demand. They can start their own businesses. They can do freelance. They can work part-time. They can work on project basis. And my clients then say, yes, come and do this for me. I want more of your hours or I want to hire you full-time or let's keep in touch. And then I place them further down the line. And that's, you know, it's, you, you touch upon a few things that we're going to talk about in the next section, which is, that's why this flows is going to flow so well. But before I get to you, Renee, there's a couple of things I'm going to point out is, you know, I do self-discovery um, coaching and I've been really digging. Discovery X is more about neuro-based. When you were talking about, you know, brain and heart, you know, mind and body need to be in balance as well. And this is what we do. I talk about, you know, shedding that old personality you know, getting rid of those old negative habits and, you know, ingrained emotions and just discovering a new you. And this really falls with sense of purpose. But every new client that I deal with has to complete a strengths and core values assessment. It's so vital with knowing your worth, know what you're good at, your strengths, not talent. It's what you're good at. It's what you get you through life. And then of course, core values is like your personal code of conduct, right? How do you conduct yourself? And when people do that, they're really blown away. They don't even realize it. And they don't realize that these are like skills. They can talk about it in an interview, especially if you're looking at a company and you look on at their mission statement or you look at their values, do they align with yours? You know, and that's mm-hmm. a very important point. But there's also one question I want to ask, and this is what I want to tie in with you, Renee, because I know you'll, you'll relate to this, you know, deeply, is what are you living for? When you either go to your job or you come home, what are you, how are you utilizing your day? Are you serving people or are you just kind of being a robot, you know, surviving in life? You know, I talk about surviving versus thriving. Surviving is you're leading a predictable life. Thriving, you are embracing new opportunities. You're welcoming, you know, growth. And today is all we have. Today's the only day that you can create. And I really talk about this in Discovery X, about shedding that past baggage, stop worrying about the future, focus on today. So Renee, for you, I know in working with coaching, this is the number one issue that I've seen is people really understanding their purpose. So what are your thoughts? You know, it's it's really interesting. It is about your core values. And mm-hmm. when I was in corporate America, I got so, um, I guess, enmeshed in what the company wanted. I was working for them. It wasn't my company. I Mm -hmm. was employed by them. And so after 25 years of, and I had different positions in there. I had, I, I moved up that corporate ladder and I ended up in a management role the last 10 of the 25 years. And I was running multi-million dollar teams and departments. The more I was the more successful I was with each one they gave me, the more they gave me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't receive any more pay for it. It was just more work. More work. Yeah, more work. And I never spoke up about it. I never used my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most people don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, most well, people know, don't. Yeah. I, I, I didn't want to, you know, I, I was seeing other people being released from their positions mm-hmm. for standing up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was you know, this whole person that was, you know, getting income and, 
And uh, I said, what am I going to do? I can't, you know, I, I didn't even think about that. I just was like doing what I was asked to do, like right. be the the good employee, whether you're manager or not, just, you know, you don't want to make waves. You want to do what you're told to do, what you're asked to do, or, or go work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was really committed to doing a good job and I was doing phenomenal and my, because I connected with my people. It wasn't me, me, me. I only did well because my my teams did well, but they did well because I actually treated each one separately. I didn't treat them as a team. Like, here's our goal, go do it. I was hip to hip, side by side, on the floor, coaching, training, developing, but more importantly, finding out about them, who they are, what motivates them to your point, Lynn. Mm -hmm. You know, what are their core values? What's, what, you know, matters what matters to them mm-hmm. and i got to know each person on every team i was responsible for every team, every every person what you know their personal life like how's your mom how's your child how's you know like by name i didn't say your child i would whatever their right. name was i would ask because i got to know who they are so if they were coming in you know in, in corporate america and you know this lynn people always say leave the emotions at the door hmm. But unless you're a really cold person and something really mm-hmm. big has happened in your life, you walk through those doors, it's hard to shed that skin. Yeah. If something, somebody is not well, somebody's, you know, uh, something went wrong, you had a fight with your loved one. And I say, okay, everything is great. And how can I help you, customer? It's like, you know, there, it's, it's very difficult because you're, you're suppressing those emotions and repressing them. And then how, where do they end up in your health? They end up in a negative way in your health. It's a lower vibration, it's a lower energy. And so it's really important to connect with people on a more personal level and to find out where they're at. Because you know what? Once I do, I can speak to that and I can help them in other ways. It's yes, it's business. It's and we're here to do business, you know, in, in the workforce. But how are my people? How are they? If they're not okay, then you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. If something is not strong in the link, then your results are going to show that. Mm-hmm. So I got to know the person on the dock. I got to know, you know, the, the person in the gift wrap department. I got to know the, the person cleaning the bathrooms. Who are mm-hmm. they? And say thank you and appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Because nothing, you know, people are people, regardless of what you're doing, your job is your job. And you're no more important or less important than the CEO of the company. Because the only the only reason the CEO got to be CEO is because they worked themselves up the rank. Maybe they started on a dock. Maybe they started somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so treat people with the respect that you want, and you will gain so much more. So in, in the coaching I do, I always, I mean, I meet people where they're at, because that's what I want in, in my life. No one's going to be better than me, and no one's going to be below me. And that's so true, because that's, what a perfect lead into the second part where we're talking about understanding value, you know, career investment, because what's the number one thing, even with you, Lynn, when you're dealing with candidates or you, Renee, when you're dealing with clients, you got to know yourself, you know, self-discovery, what I do. If you don't know yourself, you don't know your worth. And you certainly can't, the story that you're telling, I mean, what you were going through, Renee, this is why so many people suffer from imposter syndrome because they feel mm-hmm. like they have to act one way when they're at work, almost like kind of like a robot yeah. on autopilot that's surviving instead of 
being themselves and being able to be open and authentic and vulnerable and thriving. You know, it's, it's commonplace. I mean, I spent 40 years in corporate America. I mean, I lost my identity. I didn't know my value. I degraded my own value because I assumed a role that I, I didn't want to be, but I had to survive in corporate America. But, and Renee, I'm going to start with you on this one because I see you shaking your head and I'm like, I know you can relate because you and I have corporate America, but, you know, Lynn also touched upon this, um, about making, talking about your accomplishments, you know, how competitive it is right now. It's one of the things I'm telling my clients, make sure you understand what your accomplishment and achievements are. Everybody can put down the responsibilities on a resume, but what did you really accomplish? That's what they're looking for. What makes you stand out from everybody else? And when you know your value, know your accomplishments, but also setting boundaries. That's another thing that I really wanted to kind of touch upon is setting that boundaries between work and life with knowing your value. Because what happens, I was working 16 hour days, did that for a very, very long time and burned myself out, stressed myself out, was exhausted. And that's surviving. So Renee, what are your thoughts on, you know, from your experience, helping people understand their value and how that relates to them investing in their own career. Well, like you, Chris, Mm -hmm. I was running Mm -hmm. through life. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it. You know, you talk about surviving Mm -hmm. versus thriving. And when you're so, like I said, the word earlier enmeshed, you know, in that role, I didn't see myself. I didn't see it. My best friend, who's now one of my angels in heaven watching over me, she saw it. She's like, slow down. I'm like, no, I have to do this. I have to do that. I, I had to. And I really, you know, I even wrote about this in, in my book that I looked forward to days off, not to breathe for a day off, but what more could I do yeah. for the job? So when I went back that I would, you know, after a day off that I would have more work accomplished. I even got a little reprimanded when I had all like extra work done they said, don't put the schedules out too far in advance. Let's say somebody switches. I'm like, that's still going to be the same goal that that person has to, to do. That's what the, you know, the overall goal is. So why would that matter? People could switch the day before and I have a schedule out the day before, but I was reprimanded for doing too much. Mm. And I was like, wow, I did as much as I could while I was off. So when I went back to work, I could work side by side with my people on the sales floor and you know, see where their strengths were, see where the opportunities were. Because what I did is I utilized their strengths mm-hmm. to optimize their opportunities. And yep. you don't often see the strengths you have because you just do it. It's rote. It's automatic. Yep. And as their coach, I was able to do that. And what I've done is I've taken that to my own coaching practice. And I've utilized that in my questions. I know you have the intake. I also have an intake form that I have before I start working with clients because I want to know, like I said earlier, meet them where they're at, what matters most to them. Mm -hmm. And again, this is not cookie cutter. It's really important to me to find out where they're at in their life so I can, you know, over deliver and make sure that we have a really powerful and empowering and impactful experience together. So that's so important to get to know the people that you're working with, understand where they're at and know what matters most. Yeah, I agree. Lynn, I saw you put your hand up, but um, 
we'll kind of tie in. And Renee, if you want to add something again, certainly. But yeah. Lynn, on your perspective with what Renee was saying, you know, you help people build better skills, you know, invest in the personal development. You know, what what were your thoughts? Uh, everything you're saying is absolutely on target. What's different for me is that I own my own business. Mm -hmm. So the world is not nine to five. Mm -hmm. And I know the younger generation of talent is very committed to work-life balance. I will add a piece. Two points I want to make is number one, collaboration is a word I have been seeing more in the last two years than ever before in my life. Number two, the motto for my intern program applies to everything in life. I started by saying you teach me. I teach you. We teach each other. We all learn together. So one of the things that I'm very excited about is when I teach key concepts to my interns, they then teach each other. Mm -hmm. So I can get out of the picture and they can feel a sense of empowerment and joy in being able to say, I know how to do this. I know this tool, this technology. I can help you. And that way they have a sense of confidence, which they then take into interviews, into the jobs and say, I know how to use this tool. I know this technology. I can help you. Mm -hmm. And being able to be hands on work side by side with my team. We have our team meetings every morning and everybody gives their update about what they're doing. And I, I really see the difference in being able to do training and development for everybody. Absolutely. And everybody is a model for each other because everybody has different strengths and abilities. Mm-hmm. And that way we combine our talent and expertise. Because remember, when I'm hiring on behalf of our clients, they want best in class. They want right. people who can come in day one and make immediate contributions. So what I really reinforce with all of my candidates is commitment to continuing your education and Mm. learning. However way you do it, whether it's taking an online class, if it's doing a workshop, a LinkedIn course, being involved with professional associations is critical because no one cares as much about your life, your career, your personal advancement as you. And one of the ways you do that is by keeping up to date because the pace of change has exacerbated to such a high degree right now. I see it right now with my interns. If they haven't had internship experiences while they're in college and they're applying for entry-level jobs, they're at a disadvantage. Yeah, 100%. No longer good enough just to go to college and have a great campus experience and then expect it to have open doors. Mm -hmm. And the more you earn your right to be a contributor to the company's growth, then you're going to get those doors open very quickly for you. And the same thing with experienced talent. I'm seeing with candidates who are more experienced, if they're not keeping up to date with the latest tools, then they are not necessarily going to be the candidates of choice. I I see for myself, I get so excited by opportunities to keep learning, participate in webinars, go to conferences. It keeps me fresh. I get excited getting out of bed, knowing today I'm going to be working with these thought leaders and knowing what's the latest I can do to enrich my website or to find out about our talents and how they can, again, bring value to an organization. And we're seeing a lot more collaboration. What's fascinating about working from home now, which has been a radical shift Mm -hmm. over time, See how people are committed to the collaborative process. And by being able to communicate 
via Skype, via Zoom, online, uh, sending materials to each other, editing in real time together. So people are literally hand in hand partnering. And that's been a change. We're also seeing that companies want to see candidates who are moving up, not as solo contributors. Now they're saying we need your team skills, not the soft skills. It's really able to move you, the department, the company in a new direction. Let's face it. Things are messy. Yeah. So if everything is neat and in a nice little box, that's not the world we live in. Right. So if candidates and companies can say, I get it, we need to move forward. Let's take all of our talent, our growth mentality to move this forward together. And is the team in? Yes. Let's go forward together. You know, that's a really good point. You you say something. This is what stands you out from everybody else in my eyes, Lynn, is, you know, in when you're going through the school system, you know, you go from elementary to middle school to high school, and then you go to college. They don't teach you this in college, how to have your value, how to really succeed in life. They just, that's not taught. I mean, it's never been taught unless parents teach it, or you have maybe a gifted teacher that takes the time to do it. But you spending the time, especially with um, the younger ones and coming out of college, they don't know. You know, times mm-hmm. are changing. COVID changed everything. I think people saw the brittleness of life, but they're leaving the nest. <laughs> they're leaving home and comfort and security, and they're going out into the big bad world, <laughs> corporate America or some system. And you taking the time and showing them how to value themselves at this younger age is going to allow them to excel in their career. Because I know I didn't have role models when I went right out of, you know, high school and, you know, I dabbled in college then, but I didn't have anybody to really guide me. And I didn't really learn until I was older. And by then I was really through the system and tainted (laughs) to some degree, but I know Renee, you, you had your hand up too, but I want to touch upon one more point too, and then get to your thoughts. But with value, one of the things that there's two concepts of self besides self-worth self-reflection and Mm -hmm. self-awareness. Self-awareness to me is so crucial. You've got to be aware of, you know, we talk about our strengths and core values, but also understanding where, and I don't like to use the word weaknesses, but a lot of people relate to that word, but understanding where you can improve yourself. You know, this is personal development. Don't always just rely on your strengths and core values, but if there's an area like communication that you need to, you know, do better. I love Lynn that you help them. You know, Renee, you as a coach, you do that as well, especially, and you deal with women who are older and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of moving out of the corporate America scene. So tell us what your thoughts are. I know you had your hand up. It's not necessarily that they're moving out of the corporate America scene. They actually could be still in the corporate America scene. Okay. Yeah. And not really uh, like feeling like there's something more for them out there, Right. but just doing what they're doing because they need to bring home the paycheck. But they really, are, they're not happy. Right. They're not speaking up because they're like, I need to this paycheck. I need to, you know, but I know there's more out there for me. And they're just in this space of wanting more and knowing there's more, but not doing anything about it. Right. So right. it's that procrastination thing and just the confidence, not feeling that they could, you know, the imposter, who, what happens if I, if I fail, what happens if you succeed? You know, mm. what, about, what are those things that are holding you back in business and in life? And so we get to dive into that because I experienced that. I, I was actually, I say the word released 
because I didn't leave a corporate world. I was released after 25 years with that one company. I probably spent 35 years in corporate, maybe more. I don't want to date myself too much. Uh, but it was something that until that happened, I'm not going to say to me, but for me, I wouldn't have gone on the path that I'm on right now mm-hmm. to be able to serve in such a great way the the women that are out there that are not speaking their truth, that are still doing their, whether it's their nine to five or in the relationship that they are just staying in because they feel they have to rather than living their life. And, you know, it's just really important for people to feel that confidence and so many are lacking it and they're lacking it because of the belief, B-E-L-I-E. There's the word L-I-E, the lies they've been told that they bought into. Love that. About themselves. Mm-hmm. They bought into that story, that narrative. And so they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be enough. I'm never, I'm, you know, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. Uh, I'm not capable. All those I am, you know, opposite statement rather than I am, whatever comes after I am is what you're telling yourself. The most powerful words yes. are I am. You know, whether you say I am or I am, it's the same thing. So if you say, I'm just this, I'm just that, then that's the story you're telling yourself. And you keep telling yourself, but that's not true. It's the E-E-L-I-E, <laughs> the lie part of it. And so I help people really find out the truth about themselves or the things that have been repressed and suppressed and the greatness that really lies within them. And I don't say lie in the L-I-E word in that they have within them. Right. That's why they, when I, I titled the book, Finding Your Voice, because that's the journey of but unlock your chains and unleash your greatness because it's not about you know, where they were, but what's possible? Mm-hmm. Unlock your chains. You're holding yourself back because of those lies you were telling yourself, because of the narrative, you know, because of maybe your your religious upbringing that this wasn't acceptable or that's not acceptable or the relationship you were in or your boss telling you something, you know, don't, you can't apply for that. That's a man's job or whatever. You're not going to be, you won't get it. Break that mold and, and let's yeah. do that together. And uh, it's really important. That's why collaboration, and you were speaking about that earlier, is so important. When I, I was in corporate and running all these multi-million dollar teams, I collaborated with each person. I was doing the coaching before I was the, the kind of the coach I am today. Uh, in the corporate world, I was one of their number one coaches because of how I was connecting with the people I was serving. Right. And because of that, the teams did incredibly well. It was the sum of the parts. And you talk about the teamwork. We hear this often. There's no I in team. There was never an I in team. It wasn't about me, me, me. It was about them, how much they mattered. I would write stories and post on the company website about them, not the team, the individual and on each team. And I had like five or six different teams, each person. And that would go out into the whole company website and then they would get recognized. And how, gosh, how many people like to have that recognition? Oh, I don't need it. I don't need it. But yeah, when they got it, they're like, oh my gosh, this was so, what a good feeling that the, it gave them more self-worth. They felt mm. what they were doing mattered, not that they were just showing up. And I never told them I was writing a story about them. I just did it. And then they saw it. And it just made people feel that self-worth, that self-value. Because you know what? We don't all know what's going on behind closed doors before right. they step into that building or before they step into that role that they're playing for those hours. 
what's going on at home, what's going on in their mm-hmm. marriage, what's going We don't know. And it's not our business, but you know what? It is our business when it affects, affects business. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article agree. recently on LinkedIn. I think you even saw, I said, what happens when you're professional, you know, your personal spills into your professional. Yeah. And I wrote that article and, you know, it really, it makes a difference. People say, well, it's, you know, you have to separate it. Again, unless you really have a cold <laughs> spot in your body that it, it's going to spill over in some way. If things are going great, then you're going to feel like, you know, nothing can, can stop you. But when things aren't going great personally, it tends to spill over professionally. Right. And you know, it's interesting that you said that because I said it earlier about boundaries, healthy yeah. boundaries. You know, it, it, there's, there's no end and there's no beginning with work and life. You're right. It's, it's your life. This is your, your total life, but it's learning to set healthier boundaries like, oh, after six o'clock, I'm not going to go check my phone. And I would do this. I'd get up at three o'clock in the morning and I would be so like, oh my God, I got to check my phone. I got to like answer, you know, no. That's where you can have a healthier boundary with, hold on a minute. I deserve to make myself a priority when I'm at home. Self-care, self-love. This is where you need to nurture your own needs and realize that you got to have a break. You can't be on all the time either. So that was another important. But let's kind of move into this third part. And then, Lynn, I'm going to start with you. And this is flowing beautifully, by the way. So thank you both. You're like so wonderful. This is flowing better than I could have anticipated. And you know, I'm a control freak to some degree too. So, um, but this last part is about career development and then understanding opportunity. You know, as a self-discovery coach, I've been, you know, I thought I would gravitate more with corporate America clients, but actually I work a lot with teachers, which Mm -hmm. was very interesting to me, but you know, it doesn't matter what you do. You work for a system somehow. Healthcare is a system, the government's system, corporate America system. Education is a system unto itself. That number one thing is they don't have a sense of purpose, which we talked about in the very beginning. But the other thing is I'm noticing, we just, you know, we just finished up with value, is that people are feeling wasted, mm-hmm. that they don't have a purpose at their job, that what the work that they're doing doesn't matter, that they don't, they're not valued. This is the things that I'm hearing. But also one of the most powerful things that I've done, and and Lynn, I know you can relate to this with helping people like when they want to embark on like new careers or they have a career path change. Maybe they have discovered a sense of purpose or they're just so unfulfilled in a job. They want to move into something different, but growing in life, growing professionally, growing personally, growth and comfort do not coexist. You've got to get out of your comfort zone. So when you were talking about procrastination and fear, Renee, Comfort zone is a huge part of that as well. You've got to step outside your comfort zone and you've got to grow, learn and grow are two really, really important um, words. But what I do with clients is I was never a big fan of SMART goals, corporate America. Sorry, I got to say that. It was the basis behind them. They were set for an entire year and they were not goals that were really for you as a person. They were goals set for the company. For the company, they're fantastic. You know, hey, how are you going to meet and measure and, you know, make us more profitable? But they're set too far in advance. Look at what's happening now. Layoffs. You know, people are doing triple, double the work and they don't revise them. So by the time you have a year-end review, the goals that you were aiming for are pretty much obsolete. So I have people create intentions. What do you intend to create in your life? And I will tell you, it's so powerful with clients because 
Number one, they're not used to focusing on their own needs, focusing on what they want in their own lives. And the three areas that I work with is career, personal life, like events, like, you know, buying a house, buying a car, and then personal development. And guess what the biggest area is that they struggle? Personal development. Mm -hmm. Because they're not sure. They're like, okay, I have to learn and grow. What do I need to do? Okay. How about reading? Oh, that's learning and growing. I mean, it's just because we're just not used to it. But Lynn, from a career perspective, is being a recruiter. How do you work with someone who comes to you and they're kind of struggling in their career field and they want to switch? They may or may not know their purpose, but how do you encourage people to kind of embark on it like a new career? It's a journey. And oh, it's yeah. not something that has a beginning, middle, and end. Yep. And if the candidate is committed to to personal and professional growth, one of the very clear things that I'm seeing right now, for example, sadly, over the years, people's writing abilities have oh, declined. Yeah. They don't know how to put sentences together. And I don't care what job you have, where you're working, whether it's a for-profit, not-for-profit, trade association, corporation, Fortune 500, if you can't communicate your ideas in writing, orally, yeah you're going to be in a trap. And the best way to get out of the trap is to keep that commitment to learning and growing. Mm -hmm. I tell my candidates, listen to public radio, listen so that you hear good content, read, keep reading the major publications so that you know what good grammar looks like. Mm -hmm. My sixth grade teacher, I thank you, Barbara Weiss, for teaching me about (laughs) sentence construction and deconstruction. The students today don't know how to do that. And so I'm always encouraging them very strongly to keep working on your communication skills because you have to be able to present. If you're doing a requisition for new funds for a program or if you have to do a PowerPoint presentation, you have to use core strengths to be able to communicate your Mm -hmm. ideas and your ask and back it up with evidence. And the more you could do that in a way that captures people's imagination, use your voice, use your ability to get people's attention eye to eye with people in the room, then you're going to get somewhere. And that's lifelong acquisition of skill, knowledge, passion, and commitment. And I love it. And that's why I'm a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Even when I perform, I practice for days and days and days. And I record myself. I stand in front of the mirror. I invite people to my performances. And it makes me a better presenter and a better coach when I'm working with my candidates, when I'm Mm -hmm. working with clients. It's like, what's your company's story? Tell me that makes something special about your firm that gets me excited to recruit for you. Back to that digging deep concept. The more I can help them to feel good about who they are, the value they're going to bring, added value that separates them from their competitors, the more excited the candidates are going to be to compete to win. And that way they're going to be coming in with excitement about the new job, opportunities to make contributions. Then they're going to say, I want to help. How can I help you? And then they get promoted. And I always tell my candidates, Keep a log, keep a journal, everything that you do in the company, log in the accomplishments, what you're doing as a diary 
So then when it's time for your performance Mm -hmm. review, you can put a whole presentation together. These are the contributions. These are the accomplishments that I've made. Here's the bottom line impact. Here's how we've uh, progressed as a team. This is how we've saved time. This is how we've become more efficient and effective in our processes. I came up with some new ideas about how to make us more efficient. We're looking about AI. Okay, that's oh, a yeah. huge issue right now. And it's like, ay, ay, ay. how quickly can everybody learn and keep up to date? Well, if one person says, I'm going to take some initiative and help teach us so we can learn how to use it efficiently and effectively, mm-hmm. where it works, where it doesn't, and some of the dangers of AI as well. And then people say, wow, thank you for helping us. And that happens inside the job and outside. I know people have lives outside of work. I will also strongly encourage our candidates to find mentors, either within the organizations they work with, with myself, and within outside organizations or professional societies, because the candidates get excited about the potential for partnerships. And that way, it helps open doors for them, whether they go to new jobs or stay internally. And that's what makes it fun and exciting. The other thing is, I'm really committed to relationships. My clients go from job to job, and then they call me and say, I need your help. My interns, I hire them in jobs, and then they also move up the ladder, and then they become my clients. So it's based on trust, accountability, accomplishment, and ways they can contribute and make a difference. Difference. And then they get excited, and I love them. Yeah, that's it's a good point. When you were talking about organizations, do you recommend Toastmasters? Toastmasters is a great group and also fantastic group. Professional groups that represent your discipline. Mm -hmm. So if you're marketing or advertising or PR, that way you get to know who the leaders are, you get to be visible, you volunteer on projects, and then you get to take on bigger projects. And people might say, I saw you at this committee. I saw you present. We want to hire you for our company. So it is you are the candidate who is seen as a leader who can make a difference. And then you build your own brand. Oh, yeah. Personal brand is a huge thing. Um, It's hard to believe that we're coming up on the hour. Can you believe that? Isn't that kind of insane? And I'm going to, Renee, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes as well to kind of wrap up like your thoughts on like opportunity, like you working with women who either are transitioning out or staying in, maybe moving. There was an article that was on LinkedIn this morning, by the way, talking about women between the ages of 45 and 60 and how they're struggling to move, change careers. And they're calling it later in life, which I didn't get the chance to read the whole article, but I, I thought, oh, you know, you should be able to, you should know your purpose by then. And if, you know, but go ahead, Renee, I don't want to steal any of your time, but you know, what, what are your thoughts? We wrap this up. That is exactly what it is. And that those are like, who's my ideal client? Mm-hmm. That's them. That's mm-hmm. from 45 to 60. That is my ideal client. So I would like to get in touch with those women because yeah. that's what this is about. Those are the, the women that I'm really serving right now. The ones that are in that, that space in life, they're yeah. transitioning. They're not really sure. They, like I said earlier, they know there's more out there for them, but yeah. where do I go? What do I do? I'm not 20 years old anymore. Yep. Now what, you know, uh, so I would, yeah, definitely love to connect on on that. And it's really important 
for people to understand their worth. And when you're working for a company for so many years, you lose a sense of self, your own value. And yeah, and and something I was writing down as you were speaking, both of you, uh, Chris and Lynn, the word encourage has the word courage. And it is in courage we find that confidence. Mm -hmm. So it is really important and, and so critical to find that. That's why I really like to connect with these people. Those who are listening, this is not an accident that you fell upon this podcast mm-hmm. because this is there's there's no coincidences in life. And I really would love to share our voices together. That's what it is. That's what you know. I had to discover and go through some really hard times in my own journey to find my voice. And what does that yeah. mean, finding your voice? What does that even mean? It is finding yourself, coming home to yourself. And yeah. so often we lose that sense because we've got to take care of this one, we've got to take care of that one, mm-hmm. everything outside of us. But I, I think about Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, it's coming home to herself. She looked to go to a land to find something that she was in her journey of coming home to herself. Along the way, she met the scarecrow looking for the brain. He was the smartest one there. The cowardly lion looking for courage. She was had the most courage. And the tin man looking for a heart had the biggest heart. She had to oil him because he cried all the time and he, he didn't want him to rust. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the companion Toto. We all need that companion in life to have someone there for us unconditionally. And that's what I do for my clients. I am that vessel, that person who really has their back and holds that space for them unconditionally, where they may not have had that before in their life. I had that with a best friend, as I said, who's now watching over me and someone who really believes in you sometimes more than you believe in yourself. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. I love the story about Wizard of Oz because you touched upon so many important facts with just one movie. And I can't tell you how many times I clicked my heels three times (laughs) in corporate America. Right. right, Because the the thing is with that, you know, we we chuckle at it, but it's really, if you think about it, what was it? Yeah. Coming home to yourself, every single character, including Dorothy. Yes. Had the power in them. But they did not have the confidence until, and this is really interesting too, as I'm just speaking, that line, the cowardly line that was so thought, he was so afraid when that wicked witch left in front of Dorothy and all the other characters, he jumped in without thinking that, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't have courage, I need courage. It's like, no, it was, he wanted to protect everybody else. And he's like, yeah. when he thought about it, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I, I just did this. And then he got back because when you get out of your head and get into your heart. Yeah. It's my favorite movie. Yeah, well, uh, it's mine too. It's such, it's such a classic, but I want to thank both of you. This thank was you. a fantastic conversation today. Both of you are near and dear to my heart. I love that we support each other on LinkedIn. You talk about collaboration. You know, for the listeners out there, please connect with them on LinkedIn. They definitely, Lynn is a fantastic recruiter, fantastic. And I mean, you both have just such loving hearts. And and that's what I think really pulled me towards both of you. Um, Cause I've interviewed a lot of people and I'm very selective who I put on these podcasts. So you both mean a lot to me and I'm going to thank both of you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. And Renee. Thank you so much. I also want to touch on something you mentioned earlier in the podcast, yeah. the magazine that we just, we launched yes. a few weeks ago, Please. the Finding Your Voice. And I have the link up there um, in our notes here. So and maybe we'll be able to post that somewhere with this podcast and to connect. I'll put my link tree there too to schedule. I offer 30-minute complimentary calls. I know there are people out there who would like to connect and feel that this touched on something within them. 
Let's share our voices. Yep. Take this opportunity. I'm offering it to you. So let's not wait. This life is meant to be lived, not alone, but together. And we are stronger together. So I, I'm really grateful, Chris, for having this opportunity to share our voices. I'm grateful mine is here stronger than ever yes. to give, serve, and share and to support others in their own journey. And Lynn, it's been a pleasure as well. So thank you both. Thank you. Um, so for the June podcast, so I always end the podcast kind of giving a little preempt into the next one. I'm going to talk about sleep and self-worth. Mm-hmm. I met um, Heather Walcott. She is a holistic nutritionist and a board certified health and wellness coach. She is one of the most phenomenal speakers um, that I've ever had the privilege of, of listening to and how she talks about sleep will literally blow your mind. We're going to talk about how sleep, stress, and self-worth are also interconnected. We're going to talk about stages of sleep, sleep deprivation. We all know that in corporate America and how it can significantly decrease your self-worth. So again, everybody's just going to be so blown away by what Heather is going to share. And I normally have two co-hosts, but this is such an important and mind-blowing topic. Heather's just going to have the floor. So thank you again, both of you. And I'm going to thank everyone for listening today. And I want you to please encourage others to listen, especially with all of the wisdom and stories. And I mean, thank you both for sharing from your heart today. So sending much light and love to everyone. Coach Chris signing off.